When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Hi, welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm so pleased to be joined by Rachel Zegler, star of West Side Story. She plays Maria in the Steven Spielberg film, which is out now in theaters. It's a great film. Uh, congratulations, Rachel, on uh, your performance and all the accolades you've received so far and everything. It's great chatting with you. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so I know, obviously, I think, you know, for people watching this, maybe, or they know you, uh, you had a, you have a great background with West Side Story. I know you played uh, Maria when you were 16 at, at the Bergen Performing Arts Center uh, yeah. production of, of West Side Story. And then obviously you were casted in the film. Uh, it's, it's obviously an incredible level up, but I was thinking, I was like, I'm wondering what were you able to take from playing Maria, I guess, previously into the, the, the film performance, or was there, like, there's, there's no way to maybe prepare for it? Or, or how did you, like, what were you able to take from it, I guess, in that Yeah, it felt, like, it felt like a massive overhaul when it came to the film because there was just, I mean, you know, you go from doing summer community theater to doing <laughs> Tony Kushner and Steven Spielberg are making a movie. So it's quite a bit of a difference. And so I didn't feel like this, doing it on stage had really prepared me for anything besides knowing the material pretty well in the sense that I knew the source material. I knew the 1950. 57 Broadway show. And then from that, I knew the movie really well. And I knew the music. I was like, I was taught the music. So that's really all it gave me. And then when I came in to work on the film, it was just this crazy overtaking of the story and having these deep conversations with Tony Kushner about this new and improved Maria, who was just this multi-dimensional character rather than this kind of black and white individual that I think a lot of people remember from Carol Lawrence's performance or Natalie Wood's performance in the Bob Wise movie and the stage production, stuff like that. Yeah, I was. I wanted to talk to you about that too, because I think like one of the things I really loved about this film, and obviously I, I really still like the original movie. Obviously, sure. I've, I've never seen the, the stage versions, but like I thought this, the way Tony Kushner like contextualizes all the relationships and all like the, the story and the characters is really kind of like lightens, like, like levels it up. And especially with Maria, I felt like for sure. And I guess like, I know you've talked about how you, I think I read an interview you called like, sometimes she's portrayed as like a submissive child. And I think like, this film, it's clearly not that. And I think you have so much, Maria has so much agency and like, you really see where she's coming from and like it, all that stuff, I guess, was that there or was that stuff that you were, was that what everybody was thinking? Or was that like, you were like, oh, this would be cool if we kind of like flesh that out. Cause I, yeah, like how did that evolve, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny because the, you know, the first scene, you see the most unexpected thing from her, which is annoyance. I like the word go. She's mad about this dress. She says in Spanish, it's the most, it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. And and, you know, it's she's being a bratty teenager. And I think it was really wonderful that Tony wanted to bring to the forefront the fact that she's only 18 years old. And there are so many things that you think, you know, when you're 18 and you think, you know, better than all of the adults. You think that you've lived so much life and she doesn't realize that she's going to learn probably. And I hope the most important life lessons that, you know, life doesn't get much worse for her after that. But like she's going to learn all of these incredible, hard 
life lessons in the next 24 to 48 hours. But it begins with her thinking she already knows better than everybody. And I think that's so true to being 18. I was 18 when I played the role. So, you know, the original idea was that she was just whiny and complaining. And I was like, I don't want her to be mean about it. Like, I, I certainly wasn't a joy when I was a teenager and not getting my way. You know, I wasn't like just being like, oh, well, I guess I'll wear it to the dent. Like, no, I was pissed off where we're, you know, you're an 18 year old. What are you going to do? So I, I love that that dimension is there for her because it's not something that I think you see with a lot of, especially teenage roles. Like they're usually played, first of all, they're played by adults who have probably forgotten what it was like to actually be in that. I was 18 at the time when I was playing the role, 17 when I was auditioning, 16 when I was auditioning. So it was just this crazy uh, mixture of all of these things that I was feeling in my real life and in the real time that I was making this movie and getting to bring that to the screen was just so incredible. Yeah. The, I'm gonna, you mentioned I, I, like all those years. I was like, when you have you like have your thoughts on Maria evolved at all? Obviously, in like the four years or so since you first started playing her, or like how have you like where do you what do you think of her now, I guess, compared to like what you even thought when you were 16? Yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought I understood her really well when I was a teenager. And now I think I understand her less in the sense that I look at her decisions and I'm like, Oh girl, what are you doing? Um, I have a lot of sympathy for her, honestly, because I remember getting to into like a legitimate argument with my sister and my mom after they saw the film. And they were like, I don't know, making those decisions, you know, sleeping with the guy who killed your brother, just kind of weird. And I was like, they were, they were talking about a boy like that. And I just thought there was like a whole other facet to the song that they were missing. And that's that Bernardo killed someone too. <laughs> like, and so, you know, I'm like trying to fight with them. <laughs> and I actually changed their minds because they were like, oh, I forgot that like just because Bernardo's dead doesn't mean that he never did anything wrong you know he obviously got what was coming to him and he got unfortunately gets killed as well but you know they're having this argument and not once does Maria throw in Anita's face you know you were in love with a killer too and I think that that's really respectful of her but there's just so much to that song that I think a lot of people miss and like a lot of people are just standing there judging by their side depending on whose side they're on when really there's no right or wrong answer and that's what they come to the conclusion at the end saying when love comes so strong there is no right or wrong right. and so it's a, I mean it's a beautiful moment I just think that there's so many parts to Maria's character that a lot of people are very quick to judge without remembering that a hopefully none of this has ever happened to them <laughs> she's 18 years old and she's right. just flying off the handle right i wanted to talk to you about a, a boy, that scene i loved in the, in the film i think i was like very excited obviously because i'm from seeing the original and like it's such a great moment in the original film as well but i thought like you know like like the argument you're having with your your family i was like you know it is it is like your the audience has to take some leaps like with the characters but i think you and you and, and ariana both in that scene like you start in each of you start in like one spot and like three minutes or whatever it is later, you're in a different spot. And I think you totally have the audience coming with you. And I just thought it's like, it is such a powerful scene. And I think it's like a very important scene for your character, obviously as well. Like, can you talk about like getting to do that with her? And like, I mean, like, I just feel like, cause it's like, you're mixing not just, you know, the emotions of the character, but it's obviously like a lot of acting in the performance of the song and stuff. You know, it's not just like you're great singers, but like you're getting, you're emoting so much and getting up 
so much of an arc in just that one scene. I just think it's incredible. So yeah, I'd love to hear you talk about that a little. I think it's an incredibly Shakespearean scene in the sense that such a big change takes place over the course of four and a half minutes. You know, like it's, it's a huge shift in emotion. Um, Ariana and I never talked about it. It was one of those things where the lead up to it was just us saying like, Oh, we've got to do that on Thursday. Oh, we've got to do that next week, you know? And then when it got to the point, it's obviously a behemoth of a song vocally and we sang it live it was this two days of filming it was a it was long hours it was long days it was long setups because the lighting was very important to both steven and janusz respectively like they were very um they were very um intentional with the way that the scene is lit the way that ariana's lit in the first part of it the way that the colors you know moving through the different uh sheets of color in the kitchen where she's you know making all these dresses and so it it became less of of a movie and more of a stage moment, in my opinion, the way that it's filmed is so beautifully theatrical while keeping that film element as well. And so my personal favorite part is just you get to that moment where you're like, oh, Maria, you are so lost, where she's like, she pushes Anita into a table of dinner that she has set up for a man who never came home. And it's so horrible. I mean, it's, it's ironic. I don't think that it's intentional in in a way that she's like, you should know better and pushes her being like, ha ha, he's dead. Cause that's her brother. She's still very upset, obviously. Um, but then it turns into this declaration of this is what I have to do. And I think that if you were in my shoes, you'd do it too. And I think that's why the audience is able to take that shift in emotion as well, because hopefully, like I said, we've never been in that situation before. We don't know what we would do if we were in her position. And I know that feeling the love that I feel in my life or I have felt in my life, I might have made the same decision she made. And I I don't know. And so that you know, the resolution where they both sing together, but even so the lines afterwards saying, you know, he's going to have to go and you're going to have to go with him. And she asks for forgiveness and she's given that forgiveness in a way. It's the most beautiful form of love that Anita could possibly show her. And so it was a very powerful moment. And I'm kind of glad that Ari and I never talked about it or explored it because it made it very real and very um, spontaneous. And I, I think it really translates onto the screen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it does. And I think that spontaneity is what makes it, yeah, like what you said, they're really, really, the emotions really come out. I want to, you mentioned something there. I, I obviously like, I love, I'm saying this as I, as first, I love this tweet that obviously that, uh, so for people watching like, uh, Rita Moreno is in the movie. She's incredible. She plays Valentina as a new character. She gets to sing somewhere, which is really an incredible moment. It's so emotional, but it's obviously a foundational song for Tony and Maria. Right. Because you're like, Oh, you're like, that's a, mo- that's a moment for the audience to to be like, Oh, this is like, you know, it's like their star crossed lover moment or whatever. And I get, I love the way it works, but I guess I'm fascinated that it does work, that you're still able to get that great moment with somewhere, but also still have the audience like understanding the relationship of Tony and Maria. So I would love to know, like, how did you guys talk about losing that from a Tony and Maria standpoint as like part of your character's like relationship foundation? Yeah. I mean, it, it never felt like a loss, honestly. Okay. I mean, I sang okay. it in my callbacks and like my auditions, they had me sing it a bunch of times. So I thought that it was going to be my song should I have booked the movie. And then when I did and we had our first read through, I remember 
you know, being, you know, reading and, you know, I had obviously not rehearsed the song, so I knew it wasn't mine anymore. And I knew that it was going to be for Rita. And we were, none of us were really like, I don't know about that. You know, none of us were like that. It was more of a, I hope that this works in the context of the last scene where Maria traditionally sings, hold my hand and we're halfway there, hold my hand and I'll take you there. And then Tony dies. And it was this this wondering if that was going to work. The second Rita stood up and started to sing that song, the breath was taken out of all of our lungs. I remember the gasps of like tears that came when she sang the last note, me and Ricardo Zayas, who's in the cast, we just let out this like, <gasps> like noise after it was done. And, um, and it was after that read through that Tony realized that the ending didn't work and that she needed to sing something that she's already heard. And that, you know, Maria, you know, reasonably, if you're thinking in the, you know, the logic of the film has never heard those words before. And also I think Tony believed that Maria might not necessarily believe that there's a place for them and might not really have that hope. She is the hope at the end of the film, but she might not have it or know it yet. And so her singing the beginning of the balcony scene made a lot more sense and saying that, you know, you're the only thing I'll see forever. That's the last thing he hears. And also the fact that he says, I'll never stop saying Maria. And the last word he says is Maria. And then he dies. It's just so freaking tragic. But it was, yeah, it was less of a loss and more of a more of an expansion and also giving Valentina who has that life experience of being married to a white man. She knows the dangers and the risks and she understands and she's angry and she's, you know, aggravated with the fact that society can't get it together. So it really did ultimately make the most sense for a character like Valentina to sing about it. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I think it's great. I was just wondering, cause I was like, Oh, it's so, it is such a big change. I think in people, yeah. they're like, Oh, if they only know the original or, you know, whatever they're going in there, maybe like, Oh, it's, it's, but it, it totally works. It, the ending works and not, I mean, some spoilers, but obviously it's like, this, it, I don't know. Can you spoil a movie that's 50 years old? I don't think so. Someone, like Rachel spoils too much in interviews. I'm like, guys, it's Romeo and Juliet. I don't, it's, it's 1500s, guys. No, so no spoilers, but obviously the end is also really traumatic, like you said. And I think another thing, and again, that it goes back to like the, the how the script really kind of like fleshes out and contextualizes the characters. I think because the, uh, the Chino character is so much better, like he's uh, is, is so great and is so like, uh, it's just, he's so tragic and it's a tragic figure. I think that really ends up the Maria sequence with him is so incredible and emotional. And I guess like, I don't know how did like, where do you think like that scene is great, but like, where do you think Maria even goes after that scene? And like, how, like, what do you think? Like, what do you think happens next for Maria? I guess after that and for Chino maybe too. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, that's that. I mean, we have a lot of jokes about what happens to Chino. Like he's <laughs> like this big poppy in jail. Um, <laughs> and that's really the, the joke is that West side story too, is all about Chino getting out of prison. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it was a it was a conversation that Tony Kushner and I really have yet to flesh out and have, because every time we would get there, we would both get very emotionally overwhelmed and like not be able to talk about it. Um, it was a constant question for me, because as a very emotional person, I was like, how do you move on from something like this? How what do you do? I think what's really important about that last scene is that Maria sees what she could choose to do by looking at Chino. She is pointing the gun at Chino who fell to the same things that she might fall to 
and decides that when she, when he sees someone that he loves and cares about very much, he needs to do everything in his power to make sure that someone else feels that pain and that he takes out some kind of revenge and hatred on another person. And he is a very tragic character because the first time you see him, he's just the sweetest peach. Like he, And then you see him at the dance and he's adorable and lovely and a possible suitor, like a real reasonable match for Maria. And that was also something that we tried to make true Josh and I during the dance at the gym were like I wanted to look like she could choose you if this other guy didn't come around you know and like I want people to root for him and and then you know obviously see this tragic downfall that he has but she sees that like that horribleness that hatred does to a person driving them to the point of violence driving them to the point of murder and she makes the active decision not to go down that path. And a lot of that came from a very specific moment where you kind of see Maria like fall backwards and go back to Tony's body. And the direction there was that Stephen said, I want you to hear his voice telling you that this is not the way. And it took a really long time because I didn't know if he wanted me to actually hear the, like, am I hearing voices or is it like just this gravitational pull backwards to not do this horrible thing that I'm about to do? And, um, yeah, for, I mean, for Chino, you really want to believe that he's going to be okay. I personally, like, I get it, you know, not that I would go to the point of murdering someone else, but it's, it's an, it's a deep seated anger of this person who gave him so much hope in this world is suddenly taken away from him. And he has the opportunity to make the person who's responsible hurt even more. So like, you know, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people were that resonated with people, but Maria is the way like Gino is not the way Maria is the way. And so you just want to hope that like people watch it and realize that like, yeah. Hate's not the answer. Let's make like Maria and get out of here. <laughs> right. No, it's true. It's very true. And I think you're like, again, like the way I, I think the way the whole thing is like, you know, you're right. Like he does feel like a, very much a possible suitor for Maria. And I think that makes it so it, it just makes it so much better and it, not to be smart to the original movie. But I don't feel like you get that sense from the, the Chino character in the original at all. No. And uh, no, it just doesn't work as well as it does. In no, this, he's in bar- the- I mean, he's barely on screen. He really is. Consideration. He's he's got I think he's got three scenes in total. He takes her to the dance. Yes. He comes and says he killed your brother. And then the end. <laughs> it's like, yeah. where did this guy come from? And like, why did he just? kill a person it's yeah. just, and also the whole gun plot gets all fleshed out in hours too which is pretty amazing i, I really like that too i thought that was a great touch uh so i want you mentioned like steve Spielberg and obviously direct this is your first movie for people I, like this was like obviously you've booked other stuff since and yes. you know you were in shazam or gonna be in shazam but you shot shazam and snow white as well but i, I mean like starting as your first film with steven Spielberg as a director is kind of like absolutely outrageous but i guess like what was you know like how do you even wrap your head around that and like what was he like i guess to work with i know i've seen on like i know you seemingly have such a very cordial very lovely relationship based on like okay. interviews i've seen in red carpet stuff but i guess yeah like i'd love to hear you talk about it like when he was like to be directed by him in your first film is pretty incredible well it's ridiculous to think about truly like i cannot believe it still to this day like i i, I love steven so much i have grown up i'm sure as 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 you probably did and everyone who's probably watching this, I grew up loving Steven Spielberg films. I mean, they were just the quintessential family film or they weren't, you know, like my favorite film was Lincoln growing up. I loved the movie Lincoln. I thought it was so fantastic. E.T. was the first movie to make me cry. I mean, like his name is, is so intimidating, but he is not. And it's the most incredible thing that the second you meet him, it all just kind of melts away. And there's just this human being looking back at you 
you who wants to get to know you. And when I was going through my casting process, he was very adamant about getting to know my parents and like where I come from and how I operate. It helps him, you know, it influences the influences the way he directs young people is knowing, you know, their relationship to their parents. How do they relate to authority figures in their life and all of that wonderful stuff. I mean, he, he has a great relationship with my parents as he does with myself. And, you know, working with him is very collaborative, but he is very certain of what he wants. And so you kind of collaborate on that basis of what his vision is. And so, you know, and he's super collaborative, obviously, with everyone, because if something doesn't work because Janusz is trying to do something else, we make it work. If something doesn't work with the way Tony's written something or Tony wants it written different from the way it's directed, we make it work. And so... It's just this wonderful thing. It's a sense of family that he really brings to every set that he works on. And his crew is just the most fantastic crew. And getting to join that incredible group of people is such an honor. It's not lost on me. I don't think it's lost on anyone who had the opportunity to work on this film. And we're all just so... I've never seen it before because I've you know worked on a couple of things since and talked to other people since then who have also worked on tons of projects. It's something that I've never seen in my life with the way that people are so proud of the work they did on this film and the family that we've created and the friends that we made. I mean, it, it's such a tight-knit group of people. I'm still in contact with all of my my dresser, Anna, Judy, who did my makeup, and Lily, who did my hair, and like all of these people, they just, they just, they're like a warm hug to, to revisit that time in my life because I was also a kid and had no idea what I was doing. It was my first film, like you said, and so I was guided by the best of the best to do my best and do this work that I never thought I could do. And so Stephen took me under his wing, but so did hundreds of thousands of people who were working on that set who took care of me. And I'm just eternally grateful. It's incredible. I mean, like, obviously it's even like every, I feel like every department head is like the best in their craft, basically. It's just, it's like really crazy. Yeah. And like, it comes across so much on, on the screen. I think you can really see that. It's like the movie is just every, every facet of it is like really working so well together. It's like, it is so it's so incredible. I, it's funny, man. Like, and you see, it's right. It's like, it's weird. It's he's obviously been doing this for so long, Steven Spielberg, and still at like I, I, I'm much older than you, but I grew up on like Steven Spielberg's like you suggested. You're correct, and then also like you know he's been doing this for like 40 years, and they're 50 years. They're still awesome movies. It's just wild to me. It's really I, unreal. He, um, you I can't believe he's never he's he'll never lose that storytelling <laughs> spark. It's crazy. Um, he's pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah, he, seems, he maybe has a future. Um, you you I feel like your your performance has gotten like uh, you know for, again for first time performance on in the film. The, a lot of accolades. Like I think I mentioned at the top, and you won the MBR award for best actress. I know it's like there is definitely an awards buzz and conversation around your performance. I, I, having I guess a is that like just so strange and then be like you know what are your like how does that feel or how do you even think about that you know oh it's the strangest thing ever i truly never in a million years imagined my name in any of those conversations let alone winning anything for anything <laughs> like it's just bizarre i mean it's a huge honor to just even be part of the conversation you know that there's you know we had a really big year for latin rep and so to be able to be you know, unfortunately, one of the only Latinas in the conversation for um, Best Actress, it's it's an interesting conversation to witness as an outsider. You know, you, people think that like you're an insider in the conversation. If the conversation is being had about me. I'm not in it. You know, I'm not having the conversation. So it's been very interesting to watch. Um, 
you know, and, and it's very wonderful to even be considered as a young Latina in this industry who's just starting out. Um, I, I'm, I'm so honored. And, and really the, the greatest honor in the world is making a movie that we're so proud of. Truly, I believe that. And I think a lot of people think it's cliche and that's me like deflecting to not be like, I want to win awards. But like, <laughs> you know, of course I want to win awards. I'm a human being. But like, it's we made something so freaking incredible. And so for the fact that it's even being spoken about in such a in such a wonderful way my performance included i'm i'm over the moon it would be wonderful to be nominated win things for sure but truly at the end of the day i'm i'm just so proud of the work we did yeah i mean it is great work and i think and it's great i i you know i think people follow you on social media you're so enthusiastic about uh everything you do and i just i think it's great and it's like i think it's a great i just hope you keep that enthusiasm up it seems like you get generally excited about like the whole process of this and also like engaging with like the uh you know, whoever famous person, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like Bruce, I think I, I saw, can you talk about maybe meeting Bruce Springsteen or something? Was that, did I, did I imagine that or no? no that but I, like happen. that happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just think it's very cool. I think that's really fun. He, he came oh. to set. He came to watch us, watch me do I Feel Pretty. Wow. And I couldn't talk to him. He was like, oh, I came to see the Jersey girl sing. I have to see. <laughs> it was him and Steve Sondheim sitting next to each other. And I was like, I can't, my brain is going to explode if I walk over. I can't do it. So I didn't. And then I was lucky enough to get to meet him at a later date and talk to him and be like, I'm really sorry that I couldn't come up to you. It was my big song. And I just was going to pee my pants if I spoke to you. I'm really sorry. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, so West Side Story in theaters now. Rachel Zegler, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you. And the performance is wonderful. So congratulations and thank you. Thank you. So good to talk to you. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. 